Trigger warning. This podcast is about grief. Whether you are newly bereaved or whether you have been stuck in grief for years, I do hope this podcast brings you some comfort. Grief is such a universal experience, but we all do it differently. This podcast is not about fixing you or forcing the healing process because there is no cure for grief. It can only be absorbed, experienced, loved and cared for. So whether you are doing it privately behind closed doors or like me, you are kicking and screaming your way through, let's support each other. This is a safe space where we can come together and share experiences. My hope is that this podcast shines a light on your path and gives you the strength to navigate your way through the grieving process. My name is Louise Bates and I'm so pleased we connected. I'm looking forward to interviewing people who have also walked this path to find out what worked for them in the hope that it helps you too. I'm sending you so much love and support and I look forward to sharing this crazy journey with you. Hello and welcome to this episode of A Gift for Grief and today I'm so pleased to have Gabriella Mitchell as my guest. Gabriella has a new company called Scattered Blooms which she only launched in April earlier this year. Gabriella makes bespoke seed hearts to plant in memory of a loved one. These hearts can also be made to include the ashes of a loved one, including our pets, which I think is a beautiful way to honour them. So welcome, Gabriella. Thank you very much for having me on. You're very welcome. So it's very exciting having a new business. So how's it going? Yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the challenge and it's going really well. Oh, that's good to hear because with economic times the way they are it's a hard time to start a business isn't it so if it's going well now that's a good sign yeah so could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into creating scattered blooms yeah um of course so i first and foremost am a military spouse and i'm a mum to two two little boys um who are one and four nearly five um and We've been moving around a lot um, in the military so far. We've we've had uh, four houses, I think, in the last five years wow. since my, my oldest was born. Um, and so, especially since we've been in the military, it's been really hard to find a way for myself to be working yeah. um, with moving around. It's, yeah, you know, it, and having young children, I want to be there for them, but I also want to have something for myself. Yeah. Um, and so that's sort of one of the main motivators for for setting up a business was finding something that would work around all of my family life. Um, I've also really been into setting up businesses ever since I was really little. So oh. um, it's been a sort of dream of mine to find something that worked. Um, yeah. And then sort of scattered blooms came about uh, sort of stemming from, I lost um, one grandfather eight years ago, nearly yeah. um, now on my 19th birthday. So he passed away on my birthday, um, oh. which was, yeah, it was a challenging and obviously very sad time for us. Yeah. Um, and sort of after he passed away, I had, it did take me a long time, but I had an ashes ring um, made using his ashes, um, which I haven't taken off since I had it. Oh, um, that's beautiful. Sent to me. Um, and then last September, I then lost my um, a grandfather on my, other, on my dad's side. Um, 
which again was a really really tough time for the family and it was really hard to to see everyone going through that and I I wanted to find something that we could we could do to commemorate him within my household um but rather than having another ring made or something like that that wasn't I didn't really necessarily want to wear another piece of jewelry or feel that um I yeah wanted to find something else um and I started looking in sort of the springtime and my son uh, my oldest son and I were spending a lot of time in the garden a lot of time growing seeds and doing all these things that um we then um yeah I did think well it would be lovely to plant plant something in his memory do something like that in his memory but I wanted to enjoy seeing it grow seeing the sprouts grow and that sort of thing and it being something that me and my children could actually do together and check them and water them together and that sort of thing um yeah and then sort of one thing led to another and I looked at wildflower seeds and then seed bombs and then thought oh can these be made with ashes and one thing led to another and yeah that's sort of where I got to um today with setting up something that we could incorporate um cremation remains of our loved ones into um I've done lots of research into sort of negating ashes toxicity and all that sort of thing and making sure that we're as beneficial to the plants and the environment as possible um but giving people a lovely way to distribute their loved ones ashes um in addition to planting them themselves and and finding comfort in watching them grow and the sort of healing process you can get from absolutely it's such a beautiful idea and also a great way to honor both your granddads as well yeah yeah so So i'm sure it brings a lot of comfort to your customers what sort of feedback do you tend to get i think yeah it's just it's a lot of um yeah comfort as you said like it it, it's they are enjoying the feeling of um their loved one being part of all the flowers that that bloom from there and and knowing that they're sort of having a new life through the plants that grow and also the wildlife that those flowers bring in um so yeah i think it's it's uh, just a level of comfort feeling like their loved one is there with them and they can enjoy them every day um in a sort of peaceful way yeah it is a lovely idea my friend has a corner in the corner of her garden and she's made it into a shrine for her son yeah and um I just think it would be a lovely gift for her, actually, to add to that area. But yeah. I presume you can grow them in pots as well. Yeah, they, they sort of... Um, I don't like to give too much advice because depending on all the different environment, different ways that you can yeah. grow things that um, sometimes they thrive and sometimes they don't. Um, but we found growing them in pots does absolutely work, yeah. um, as does just plant... My mum, um, I made some with my uh, mum's dad's um, ashes in and she just put them in the ground and all of a sudden they were like exploding um <laughs> and didn't take too much care it depends on the seeds as well so i i because they're bespoke seeds and not just they don't just have to be wildflower seeds i'm sort of taking care on which seeds i choose but um i'm making them with different seeds will obviously depend on the type of care those yes, um yeah. will need so wildflowers are quite easy potentially to just plant um out in the ground wherever you fancy um but i did make some for my um grandma um who whose husband more recently passed away yeah. um and they required a little bit more care a little bit more sort of planting in pots and then planting out and that sort of thing so we still have to follow the guidance on whichever seeds are sort of Absolutely, in there if that yeah, makes sense yeah so you're providing a service for people who have lost a loved one and i imagine you need to have exceptional communication skills to effectively deal with grieving families. Do you find this part hard? I do. Um, I think it's hard because of the level of grief that people can be experiencing. Um, 
and knowing yeah what to say to them how to um how to communicate with them another sort of way that I, I it does get dealt with is that there also can be a point where there almost no communication is needed mm. which can be helpful for people who are grieving and yeah. don't want to talk about it just want something to be sent back to them um if needed obviously i will communicate in any way that that somebody wants but at the same time an order can just be placed on my website yeah. and it be done with as as little communication as that person yeah, might want through the um through that but at the same time yeah i do find i do find it hard um but i also find it rewarding to feel like my primary purpose is to help them with their um with their grief yeah. and and i just try to be as, as careful and as caring as i can yeah yeah well you've got a lovely nature to you well do you find dealing with death like on a daily basis quite challenging or like you say, you do find it quite rewarding knowing that you're providing a comfort to people during the difficult time. Yeah, I think it's a it's a combination. Um I, I like the the rewarding feeling I get from yeah. from knowing that um you're helping. I I do find it hard, especially being a mum when I hear about people who've lost children or that sort of thing, and that sort of hits me a bit differently and but even then you sort of channel it into what I'm doing. Um to mean that that sort of helps me um, deal with their grief, even though it's not yeah. my, it's not my grief to deal with, but helps helps with that. I yeah, think. yeah, I think that's good. And and if you can, you've had your own experience of grief, so you, it's not like you're going to it not knowing how it feels. And yeah. we we all experience it sometime in our life, don't we? Yeah, um, I, I don't think it's something that everybody could do. I think you have to have a certain type of personality. So. Um, how do you make the seed hearts or is it a secret recipe? No, no, I am quite happy to share. Um, so to begin with, I sort of get the ashes sent to me. So I get a care package sent that I send out and they get returned to me with um, all the bits that I need. And then, yeah, I take the take the ashes and I have a special, um, it's a special soil compound which is designed to mitigate the effects of the ashes can have on particularly on plant growth okay um i mix the two together in the correct ratio um for the quantity of ashes and whatever that i'm and, and number of hearts i'm making yeah um and then i add a little bit of coffee um because uh it's quite good for pest deterrent oh, so okay. i coffee shops um will give out bags of coffee we use our own because my my husband loves to drink um uh, ground coffee yes so we have a lot of uh, discarded coffee grounds that it's nice to reuse be uh, part go take back into it but yeah they're quite good for um pest pest deterrent um so a little bit of coffee and then um clay as well to bind everything together okay. and then i add uh add enough water just to and the seeds obviously yeah quite important <laughs> um add enough water to bind it all together just enough um and then press them into heart molds all of it's done by hand obviously by me um and then leave them to dry and then once they're dry turn them out and package them all up and i've seen the pictures they're packaged beautifully oh, thank you they are absolutely gorgeous they come very well presented oh that's good i think but that's a big 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 part of actually receiving them is yeah. feeling like somebody's taking care and that they're in a nice you can tell they've been made with a lot of love oh, good. it really comes through and i think planting seeds in memory of a loved one is a really healthy way to stay connected to our loved ones and it's a beautiful idea to add their ashes too um 
Because when it comes to grief and loss, people talk about letting go and moving on. But there is a grief model called continuing bonds, which identifies that grief does not have an expiry date. And instead of moving on and letting go, we can move forward, carrying the love and the bond we have with our loved ones. And your seed hearts provide a healthy way to remember and connect to them and our pets too so if people listening want to get in touch and find out more info what's the best way to reach you yeah so i um my website first and foremost um which is www.scatteredblooms.co.uk um it's all one word um either that or um reaching out over facebook or instagram which is just at scattered blooms um i believe for both of them um, should be quite easy to f- to find, and yeah, I'm happy to to discuss whatever yeah. over um, over phone or just message message via one of the platforms. Okay, well, I'll put this information in the show notes as well, so the listeners can um, get in touch with you if oh, they lovely. want to. So, losing your granddad has influenced the direction of your career too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but what helped you in your grief journey when they died? I think asking for what I wanted probably was um, the key thing. And I think I learned that via not asking the first time round, um, especially, yeah, from, like, my partner or whoever was, was with me, if I actually felt like I needed them to do something, yeah. I shouldn't have in- expected them to know what it was I wanted them to do, um, especially if they hadn't experienced grief, some grief themselves. Yeah. Like, I think actually just turning around and saying, like, can you do this with me or can I this by myself or whatever it was um actually helped me process it and and yeah i think that's a really good point actually because we expect the people close to us to be like psychic and like know what should know this but they don't know do they unless you communicate it absolutely that's a really good point so did you have a lot of support around you at the time or did you find people were unsure how to be around you not know what to say or what to do it's a, a difficult one. Um, I, with my first loss, um, I don't. I had my immediate family who were within, who, who'd lost with me. Yes, yeah. And um, therefore, sort of had got a, a. Yeah, we were trying to care for each other at the same yeah, time as caring for ourselves it. and yeah. things. Um, but I did then. I was at university at the time, and so I went back in between him passing and his funeral. Which was actually really quite hard because at the time I was even more isolated um, being... I'd not long started university and um, didn't have that many people around me, which in one way sort of helped and one way didn't. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it was a a strange one. But then sort of second time round, it was was easier, although still I was more removed from the immediate family at that point um, because my my family live um, across the country from where I live now. um, So that was harder. but I feel like that was we were able to be for each other enough, um, yeah. and people were as caring as they you know, could be, yeah, um, which was good. And when when you experience grief for the first time, you don't know what you're dealing with, do you? You no. don't really know what to do with it. Absolutely not. It's it's good if you've got like a good group of people around you that understand and yeah. Um, yeah. and if they're a bit psychic, it helps as well. Doesn't <laughs> it? it does help. It does definitely help. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you believe that grief has changed you in any way? I think so. I think possibly for me just wanting to enjoy life and enjoy the things that 
I have been given as much as possible. Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, I think that's probably quite a cliche thing to say, but for me, it really does feel like that because we know it's, you know, not life isn't forever and things will change. And even if it's not a death, you, you know, we can lose things in life that um, we once really cherished. And yeah. um, I just want to enjoy the now and what I have got and know that um, one day it might change. And Yeah, because, you know, grief isn't just about losing somebody, is it? It's about the breakdown of a relationship. It can be the loss of your health, loss of finances. You know, um, there's so many different types of grief out there. Um, but what words would you choose to express your condolences to someone? Because it is so hard to get it right, isn't it? I, I think so, and I, I, I think it's a... I think it's a really, really challenging question because I think there's so much that surrounds somebody's grief that I actually think it would almost depend entirely on the person, the relationship they have with that person as to know what to say. Obviously, yeah. you can say that you're sorry for their loss because everyone probably feels some form of um, hurt. But I know of other people that would expect them to feel sad. They might not feel sad or they might yeah. have a very different relationship with the grief for that particular person so I think it's it's quite a yeah a, I'd have to weigh it up depending on who yeah. who it was they were dealing with and how they seem to be dealing with that with that grief yeah well. there's not sort of one answer one general answer for it is there and even then you could say one thing to one person and it might be the right thing mm. and you can say that to somebody else and it could be completely wrong absolutely yeah it, but it you know it, it is so difficult but do you believe that your experience of grief has given you any gifts? I, I think so. Well, apart from sort of my um, business that I'm yeah. hoping will um, fulfil that area of my life, um, I think. Well, it is just it, to me. It's sort of a similar a similar way in that it's it's given me a chance to really appreciate what I what I have, and I think that in a gift is a gift in itself. Knowing that I. Um, have made the most of all the time that I've got with my children and my husband and my yeah. family and things and um, you know it can be a big regret that you don't um, don't aren't, aren't present enough or, or whatever Absolutely. that I'm trying my best to use the grief that I've had in a positive way in yes. it, and it's given me the gift of, of being more more present with the people that I love it's really good that you can see that and take that as well and um it's again another way to a lovely way to honour your both your granddads as well. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have any special ways to remember your granddads? Um, do you have any family rituals? Have you planted any scattered blooms for them? Yeah, we definitely have. I've done both. I've done both of my my grandfathers. I've done. Um, we've scattered. We've made hearts and scattered um, scattered them. Um, my grandma's actually uh, on the more recent one uh, grandfather that passed away. We've made tiny hearts and we're uh, oh. scattering them. Um, but my other grandfather also had um, hearts done um, and I've planted my own um, in my garden as well. Yeah. Um, but we also do have um, a family ritual, especially for um, my mum's dad who passed away first, so eight years ago. Um, and sort of, as he passed away on my birthday, we would sort of raise a toast to him um, yeah. on the day, acknowledging him and then being able to celebrate um and also on his birthday in uh, June, we always have a fish and chip tea. Oh, lovely. Um, my mum's especially brave and has Rowan pickled egg, which is what he would have. But now all the rest of us are a bit like, no, it's okay, we'll just have the fish and chips. But yeah, um, yeah that's sort of what we what we do to... Yeah. Um, and I think it probably will happen with 
my other grandfather as well but as it was a bit more recent and and things it's sort of getting into that and moving past it and being able to do those things will come with time absolutely i think you have to move through that rawness of grief first don't you perhaps the first of everything those anniversaries and in time you will um start to, to do new ways of um remembering them but another thing that came to me when you were speaking just then about the scattered bloom hearts it's lovely for the children Mm, to talk about grief it's an opportunity for them to be able to understand that life and death and it's a very gentle way of starting that conversation isn't it yeah yeah definitely oh how lovely so i like to ask all my guests this question what are your thoughts about the afterlife I want to believe in it. I think I, I, I'm not hugely religious, so from that perspective, it's something that I personally have to take action in, in believing in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, our stream of consciousness, I, I just can't imagine how it would just end. Um, and I think it's sort of a source of comfort for me to think that it doesn't just end and there is something afterwards or... Um, you know whether we do get sort of reborn back into a baby's body virtually immediately after we go or whatever it is Mm. Um, but yeah it's sort of a I have like a up and down relationship with how I interpret what how how I think things uh, would happen after after death but yeah um, it does act as a source of comfort when you think that it doesn't just end yeah yeah I it's think. like you think there's something we just don't know what it is Absolutely. but it's nice to yeah. think that there is something and yeah. your granddads are there and still looking over you yeah yes, absolutely yeah. and do you believe that our loved ones can give us signs i i do i do i yeah sort of after saying that i'm not sure i genuinely do believe that things can oh. happen um in that way and i've i haven't had any um signs as such that i would believe were signs but i have had um dreams oh so um, <laughs> yeah uh so yes i do believe in signs so do you have you had like visitations in your dreams yeah um i had one in particular that was extremely moving um to me and then the people that i told afterwards um where i literally felt like i was going to visit him but then there was a time and it was all it was um i wanted to show my children and it was really really emotional and i genuinely felt like he was there uh, and actually i had another dream last night i'm not even joking i had a dream about him last night and i was like this is strange that it's happening today Ooh. after knowing uh, knowing that i'm about to come and, and chat to you today yeah. um I, I don't necessarily feel like it's guidance i've never had anything that said like this is the felt like it's the right thing or the wrong thing to do but just more like I'm with you and I'm there to, you know, um, And I think it's amazing that you had that visitation last night because I don't believe in coincidences. These little synchronicities are, for me, confirmation that I'm still here. Mm. And I think that's lovely. I had a dream of my son two nights ago and um, he was in the kitchen and and we got our backs to each other and I turned round and he was there. Mm. And then he just walked out into the garden and I went to follow him and and he disappeared and it was just... but. It was a fleeting little dream, but there was that connection. Absolutely, That yeah. bond that yeah. we shared. It was just another little reminder. 
it was like every now and again he visits me in my dreams. So it was yeah. really lovely to hear somebody else <laughs> mention that. You're my first guest that's brought that oh, up, actually. So it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure some of our listeners, you know, that are, are going through grief might be able to sort of resonate what, with what we've experienced as yeah. well and give them some comfort too. Yeah, hopefully. So if you could give your granddads a message, Gabriella, <laughs> what would you say? So... My message to them would be a wish, I suppose, okay. in that I would, I, I really, really wish that they'd both been able to meet both of my children. Oh. Um, uh, obviously, my first grandfather passed away um, yeah. several years before I had my children, and I think they would have loved, loved them. Um, and then the second grandfather met my oldest child, but wasn't um, wasn't well enough to meet um, Arlo. So. Yeah. It did make that. I wish that they'd been able to to see them, or or even to get confirmation that they can from wherever they are yeah. see them now. Um, yeah, that's sort of my, my what I'd want to say to them if I yeah. if I could. And I'm sure they are in your children's lives. Um, you know, we can't physically see them, hear them, touch mm. them, but energetically. They can come in your dreams. They're going to be aware. Granddads live on in you and they live on in your children too. And I think on that note, we shall end the podcast. Oh, lovely. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I I think you provide a wonderful service for people in their darkest days. And thank goodness there's people like you out there providing this service. And I'm going to get some for my friend who's got a little corner in her garden (laughs) to get her to plant some. So thank you very, very much. Thank you as well. I think it's been really nice. When it comes to the death of an elderly person, even though they may have had a long and happy life, their death should not be downplayed. Age does not invalidate the significance of a person's existence or their impact on those around them. Their departure leaves behind a void that cannot be filled. Grieving allows us to acknowledge and honour the contributions they made in our lives. Grieving helps us to process the loss and every life deserves acknowledgement and respect regardless of age. I love what Gabriella is doing with her Scattered Blooms business. By planting seeds in memory of a loved one, it helps you to stay connected in a healthy way. Adding ashes and knowing that the seeds will grow into a plant from your loved one's ashes can bring comfort as you watch the seeds grow from tiny seedlings into beautiful plants. This activity encourages continuing bonds. Continuing bonds theory is a concept in the field of grief and loss that challenges the traditional notion of letting go and moving on after the death of a loved one. It's important to understand that grief does not have an expiry date and moving on is not a requirement. Instead of seeing grief as something to conquer or forget, the theory of continuing bonds highlights the significance of integration and finding ways to stay connected in a healthy way with your loved one. It acknowledges that love and attachment don't simply vanish, but rather transform and evolve in different ways. By nurturing these ongoing bonds, individuals can find comfort, meaning and solace in their ongoing connection with their deceased loved ones. Planting seeds with the ashes of a loved one is a perfect way to continue bonding. 
reminiscing about shared memories, paying visits to their memorial sites or even having internal conversations with them are also healthy ways to maintain the connection. The love you have cannot be broken when someone dies. We don't always know what to do with this love as we feel it has nowhere to go. Continuing bonds allows you to connect with your loved ones and feel the love and this can help you to loosen your grief in some way. I hope you find your way of continuing bonds with your loved ones. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Gift for Grief. Please feel free to share it with your friends and family and let's encourage others to become more grief literate. If you're struggling with your grief or worried about your mental health, please do speak to your doctor. If you would like to join me on my social media groups, check out the show notes for all the links and I look forward to connecting with you next time. The music on this podcast was written and recorded by Matthew Bates and can be found on his two albums, Fight Back and Kaleidoscope.